podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system, DLS. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's Sunday night again. <coughs> it's the Fastback 4. It's episode 14. Brighton 1, Liverpool 5. We're back on the horse, lads. Back on it after last week's draw with um, Chelsea. Um, I'm Gab, your host, the usual. Uh, Matt is here with me. Matt's survived the weekend. It's, it's amazing. And he's still with us, alive and kicking. Grace is with us as well. Um, and Ian should be along at some stage. He's pretending that he's really busy, but... He's probably just not asked. Him. Who can blame him? Um, right, straight into it. I usually go to Ian Force with this, but because he's not here, I go to you, Matt. Um, the game itself, the lineup comes out. Nobody really knows the formation, um, but the lineup's wild. And what did you make of it? What do like? It's it's just fucking bonkers. But what did you make of it when it came out? I'm absolutely loving Klopp at the moment. It's like, we don't even know what he's going to pick, so how's the opposition manager going to know? Who the fuck is going to think he's going to be playing three centre-backs, for one? Because we haven't even got three centre-backs. And two, it's going to be Emre Chan and Genie, two ball-playing midfielders, playing centre-back. It's absolutely amazing. Klopp is just telling everyone to shut the fuck up. And he's just doing whatever he wants, and it's paying off. And I, I don't like saying all this, oh, ifs and buts. But we are literally a late goal um, away from being on a, an, an unbelievable six-game run in the Premiership. At the moment, it's a very, very, very good run. It could have been unbelievable just for a late goal. And uh, we, were, as, as I said last week, we were all moaning last season about how we fell apart at Christmas and January and all this, and injuries came, and we said we want to uh, rotate. Now, this, this year, we're rotating, and still everyone before the game is moaning. And, and screaming I'm just sitting there thinking fuck it let's just see what happens it, it, it's fucking Klopp he knows what he's doing and he's rotating now and these players are going to be so much fresher over the uh, Christmas period in January uh, defence not as much because we haven't got the lads but midfield and attack we've li- literally we won yesterday and we didn't have money on and 
we've got we've got so many players now to to pull in and so many formations we can play and we're so fluid in the way, the way that we're playing them. It's, it's unbelievable. I, I don't have a clue. No one has a fucking clue, and opposition managers don't have a clue what team is going to come up. Last season it was four three three. 4-3-3, and it's pretty much the same players over and over again. It became easier for the opposition managers to come up against us. But now, they're fucked. They're absolutely fucked. I can't, I'm, can't wait for our next game. We've got Spartak and then is it, is it Everton? Everton next Sunday? Then? Yeah. yeah, Spartak and Everton. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit just to watch both of them. I'm back at that stage of love and Liverpool now where I just, I, I just want to fuck off these days in between and just get to the next game. Because there, there were points where you don't really want to look at it and you can't mm. even be arsed, but now I'm just I'm just loving every second of watching them. If I, if um if anyone can hear a mad noise in the background there, Matt is in Dubai and that's probably a Lamborghini going up and down the road. <laughs> it actually um, was, actually was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 probably is, yeah. Um, or if it's beside, oh, he's, or he's yes, passing yeah. wind. Can, can you hear that? Yeah, can you hear them? Yeah, the yeah, man. I think you passing windows. I'm texting you on the side saying, fucking have some milk or something, you're fine. I thought it was, I thought it was Cruz's neighbour revving and forging yesterday. Was Since when? <laughs> Since when has milk been a fucking a, a, a treatment for farts? <laughs> Where did you put your milk, mate? Of your fucking arse? <laughs> try it. Go on, try it. Listen, don't fucking knock it until you tried it. Nice. Anytime anyone's fighting, drink some cold milk. Can I oh, drink? That's all right. Because I, I had visions of you heating up a big, massive fucking milk churn and just sitting on top of it. <laughs> no, one of them big, one of them big turkey basters full of milk, and he's just shoving up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to, yeah. back to the back to the football. Game. Sorry, I mate. Don't know I, want. Back, back, I, I don't know if I want to go back to the football now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this vision yeah, of Chris, Chris on a fucking Christmas table <laughs> now with a turkey baster off his ass. Fucking <laughs> well, hell! When he arrived. If and when Ian arrives, I'm going to ask him about this treatment that Grizz has suggested, and I won't be the drink. <laughs> um, right, Grizz, um, Max, Max touched on the team there, um, club selection, people's reaction. Um, you know, as he said, people are just a bit flummoxed when it comes to the team, and they're a bit, what the fuck is going on here? So, like Matt said, if Klopp knows what he's doing and his team have an idea, we haven't got a clue when it comes out, you're looking at it, you're, you're mystified. The other side don't either. And when Aldam came out with some uh, comments, I think it was today, and he said, I'm versatile, but I've never played in defence. I trained for one day, and then I was told I was playing centre-half. He's even catching the players by, by, you know, surprise. And probably the day before or the day of the game. But this is what he expects. Be flexible, be ready, and be able to do, do a job. But my opinion on the team, it came out, it was, it was, it was crazy when I read it. The three five two thing didn't hit me. I only seen that about twenty minutes before or before the game kicked off. But the one thing I did say was there's plenty on that pitch, more than enough to win the game. Um, you weren't as optimistic, weren't you? No, nope. you didn't have to bring that up. It's okay. It's cool. It's cool. No, but listen. When you see that, no, no, team, sorry, right? sorry. Let that... me let, no, no, let me qualify that way. You weren't as optimistic. But you weren't losing your shit. I, I will say no, that. You exactly. weren't losing the plot. You were just yeah. concerned over certain aspects. Yeah, I mean, look, I said it, and I said it openly, and, you know, you guys know that, that I just don't like... Well, A, we didn't know what the setup was going to be, because when we just saw those names, I mean, you know, I, I think I'd text you, or I think I'd text Matt or the group, whatever. I, I knew Robbo was starting, Robertson. But then initially, initially, apparently, the plan was... 
that Robertson was going to play that where Ginny played as the third centre-back and Moreno was going to keep his place as the left wing-back. So that was the original piece of information. I knew Robertson was going to start, but, we, but you know, you'd think... But when you see that lineup, or when you see that list of players, automatically you think, OK, it seems like it's going to be like Emre and Lovren at the back, and then a oh, flat back four with Trent and um, Robertson. But when I saw Ginny there, I mean, I don't like Emre playing at the back. You know, it just brings back bad memories from the Rogers era, doesn't it? The poor lad was played right back, right wing back, centre back in a four, centre back in a three. And it's not his natural instinct to defend. And so I wasn't, I didn't think we we're going to get beat, but I thought we might struggle here. We might get a draw here. Because then you see the midfield, you know, good old James Milner with Hendo, who's not been in the best of forms. So I wasn't as optimistic as I usually am. What the fuck do we know? I mean, fucking hell, that was genius. Genius from Klopp. Um, the key to it, in my opinion, is the system that he employed worked because of the, comf- the comfortableness on the, of, on the ball of the two, center, uh, the two auxiliary centre-backs, which were Emre and Ginny. Ginny, yes, was a bit awkward. We knew it was going to be. To be honest with you, do you know Klopp came out today and said, I only found out, I only decided to play that formation on the morning of the game. He actually came out and said it, the mad bastard. He said, I told everyone at 11 o'clock on the morning of the game that we've decided that we're going to play this way. And I think that's amazing. I think that's a testimony to this, um, this, you know, this image and this sort of um, understanding of Klopp's very one-dimensional blah, 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 blah. He's fucking shown he's not. He's shown his loads of fucking ways of skinning. He's got loads of ways of skinning a cat, and this was just another one. And um, fucking hell, was it a result or what? Yeah, it was a result. Um, I think he's. I said this last week about certain things that happen with Klopp and his formation, his, his lineups. He, he's been forced into it a bit um, because of you know personnel and, and different things. He, I think he has to go three at the back because I think he's worried that if he has Lovren there and he puts Jan in beside him. Jean could be targeted or, you know, it could be a little bit ropey. And even putting another midfielder at the back, it still makes numbers as three. Matt, um, the one thing I noticed from the game from the very off, um, we had a lot of the ball to be expected. But I think when it, when it got a bit a bit messy around the park, we looked to isolate Murray and, and make sure we won the ball. But we two in the middle of midfield that were ready to, to fight. We had our wingbacks looking after their wingers and their forwards were looking after the rest of it. Um, we seem to just scrap very well and then take control and um, we get the first goal, Emre Jean from a corner. We're getting good at this, aren't we? Yeah, loving the uh, corner pool that we're playing. We used to we used to score loads from set pieces. We, we mentioned it the other week, didn't we? And we haven't done it and we're getting them now, which is good. Who took the corner, was it? Coutinho? Phil, Phil. Yeah, yeah. Get Brilliant set pieces as well. Brilliant set pieces as well. Right in the centre. You know where the ball's supposed to drop, like right in the centre. Yeah. I, wa- I watched yeah. it again before, and Emre pro- he loses man just just inside the eighteen yard box, and I think Lovren helps him out as well. He does really well. He blocks him off, and he runs around the front. He just powers through, and it's uh, yeah, it's what you want your your centre back to do. Just come flying in, head on the ball, right down the middle, bit of power, and uh, beast is what we want. It's what we need. It's them types of uh, free kicks that we. We don't get when we're playing shit. 
Like, mm. if we're one all and it's 90th minute, you know we're not getting it. But whenever we're playing well, it's just maybe the confidence running through the players. They just they just know they're going to get their head in it. And it's what MMA does. I couldn't, um, I couldn't believe how easy it was. You know, the, the corner comes from uh, Trent gets the ball. He, he fakes the goal, <clears> play it out wide. He, he breaks in. He tries to play a little pass. They intercept. He gets a corner. But I couldn't believe that there's not a hell of a lot of movement from Jean. He strolls into the box. He kind of stands there. He takes one kind of movement. And then he's just he's powering a header in against lads that would be very kind of highly rated in the air, you know. He's got um, a run on them, though. Because he's, he's lost his actual yeah, marker. Yeah, he has... he's, he's lost his marker. And I said, Lovren helps him a tiny bit. Not much. He just kind of stands there. Because he's lost him, he's got a run on the other two lads who are on the edge of the six-yard yeah. box. And that's why that's what yeah. people usually do to us. Because ours just stand on the edge and our runners don't usually track. So it's good to have it the other way around. Did you, did, you hear what, did you hear what the Brighton lads said afterwards, though? They no. said we didn't expect we didn't expect Liverpool to score from a set piece. Like what a stupid thing to say. Like you know, and then, and, and Gav said, as Gav said, they're known to be very strong in the air. Like their centre back pairing of Duffy and Dunk, I think it is. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, mad Duffy, in the Duffy air, especially for them. Oh, for Ireland, this has been unreal they, in the air. But oh, we, they, we go on. I was going to say we don't expect to score from it either as fans because we because we don't. Yeah, but that is, yeah. and that as you watch it, it is off the training ground that this movement Phil's put it there, and it, it is only Emre going for it. It's like that is off the training ground, and them not expecting it just makes it better because we've we've worked that. Do you know what we've worked on it? But I'm going to take some credit as well. I think they've been listening to our pod. Because do you remember I said about a month ago? No, you won't remember. Fuck off. What am I asking for? Do you remember? You never remember. I'm points. surprised you fucking but, remember. No, I'm <laughs> points, right? This is why he's made it up. So basically, do you remember when we said we need to score more from set pieces and scrappy goals? Well, we're not scoring the scrappy goals. We're still scoring stunners. Well, actually, the full goal was a bit scrappy. We'll get onto that probably. The own goal. But we're getting these set pieces. And they change games, don't they, guys? They absolutely change games. Because, look, we were playing well. Right, but you know, it was a 50 50 game. You know, we were in control, loads of possession, loads of sideways possession, but then suddenly Phil drops one on a sixpence and boom. That's a proper John Terry, Vidic, dare I say, Skirtle type header, wasn't it? Like you're proper one of your centre backs, and, and it was Emery who was actually playing at the back. So, um, yeah, brilliant start that was. The fourth goal is key, um, always because, because Brighton. Um, I don't think I've conceded more than two goals in a game this season. I think I read that. Um, they're really solid at the back. They showed at Old Trafford last week. or the, Was it last week or the week before? They were done with a deflected goal, I think. Um, really solid. So they would have been quite happy to sit there for 70, 80 minutes and, and, and you know, nullify what we're trying to do and hopefully get, as Matt said, what they'd probably be more renowned for and they're big and strong, a set piece near the end and try and nick something. But they completely panic, Grizz. They completely panic when it goes 1-0. And we're in, it must be 90 seconds. Um, it's 2-0. And this is a proper, proper goal, isn't it? Oh, football, isn't it? Football. What a, you know when football's play. You know when we play football like that, honest to God, there's... You guys know how much I love my food, right? But there's nothing better than when, when, <laughs> when, Liverpool, when, when, when Liverpool put a move like that together. Um, it's just sublime, isn't it? That pass from Phil at the end, <clears throat> it it kind of it kind of it reversed the roles for like sort of when do you remember when Bobby scored his goal, his first goal against City? Does anybody mm. remember that goal? Yeah, and it's from yeah. the other side, and there was a similar ball played by I can't remember was it 
Was it Phil to Bobby that time again, Gav? But on this, the is other the one side, at, this is the one at the Etihad now, where Etihad, Phil goes through yes. and, and just taps it to Firmino. That's right. No, it's the same side of the pitch. It's just Firmino's nearly offside, and he just gives it to him for. I mean, just for that, the sake of it. I mean, I, th- I think, I think, um, I mean, that pass from Phil wasn't talked about enough. It was beautiful, and and I love it. Bobby, Bobby, in a position where he's supposed to be as a authentic number nine, first time finishes. What I loved growing up as a kid was my strikers with the first-time finishes. I love a striker with a first-time finish. Do you know what I mean? Like the Gary Lineker in the World Cup, because that image stays in my life. Do you remember when he scored that hat-trick? Well, you probably don't, because you hate England, Gav. But Matt, do you remember when he scored the hat-trick in the World Cup, Mexico? (laughs) With a first-time finish with a bandage on his hand. That image stays... I love my forwards. Was it against Poland, was it? That's the one. Oh, you Hmm. do watch England. Uh, So, yeah. <laughs> but that you know, like I love strikers hitting it first time, and uh, both of his goals, I think he hit first time, doesn't he? But yeah. it's yeah. the testimony to the passes when you get when you when you're able to hit it first time, the praise, the the the, the praise and the and the plaudits have to go to that pass, the, the assister who gives you it on a absolute on a plate. The goal reminded me, I can't remember who it was. Uh, Manny ran through and he held off and he backheeled it to Bobby, and I think Bobby chipped it in for Emre. Was that the start of this season? Yeah, yeah Europa, Europa, not Europa, European sorry, Champions against, League. Who was that? Champions Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim. Yeah. Hoffenheim. It was just like that. They're, they're the type of goals you expect us to get, not not the corners. You see that and, you, as you say, you get all excited over it, but you come to expect them now. That is just peak us. Perfect. One touch, overlaps everything. The thing about it is, um, even from the time the ball goes into Firmino and he touches her off the Salah, it's the timing of the passes. You see, when the ball comes off the Salah, it would have been easy for him to get it out of his feet and get it to, to Coutinho as quick as he could. And, you know, that looks like a great break and more exposing him. But Coutinho gets that to his feet and the defender, if not two, are closing on him because Salah and Firmino have an awful lot of pitch to make up. But Salah drives with it and he, he gives a perfect timing to Coutinho. And in doing that, he's allowed Firmino to come in at the back post. It's a, it's a wonderful goal. And um, it's, you know, it just it knocks the stuff in our Brighton. It really does. Um, we go to halftime. Um, it's 2-0. It restarts and it's 3-0, you know, it's a three or four minutes into the second half. And this all comes from a chance from Brighton, um, Matt. And... Again, I think it was timed on match of the day at 14.4 seconds between a hit and Mignolet and, and then hitting the back of the net to far end. And um, I think this is an even better goal. Yeah, love it. I'm lo- I love the way Bobby keeps up with Salah as well. I, he, obviously, he's not at full pelt, but he's about 10 yards behind him when Bobby realizes he's like, shit, I need to get in that space. And he absolutely burns it. I mean, he looks like a, a chubby little bastard, uh, Bobby, sometimes where you can't really get that quick. And he just burns it around the outside. Salah keeps all of it nicely. Draws in all the defenders. Absolutely all of them. And then once he lays off to uh, Bobby, it's first time. What a finish that is. That's the that's proper number nine finish that. That's what you need from uh, from your strikers. What people have been criticising Bobby for not being able to, uh, to do. So the fact yeah. that he's doing it, I, I, love, I love the way when our team shuts people up. In a good way. I'm not, I'm not giving anyone shit here, but it's just great when... People have a moaning, and he does something like that. And it's like the same Klopp's tactics when he he just shuts people up with a five-one. It's uh, it's it's what we want to see as fans, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
the, the, he shoots he shoots across the keeper um, and I love that because there's a couple of chances Firmino's had when he's trying to go across the keeper and he doesn't try to do it right or he mm. doesn't quite get it right um, but even you can see the panic in Brighton when, when that ball is, is lifted away by Lovren it's an easy defender or it's an easy header for the defender and he's he's more interested in where all these Liverpool players coming from and I think it's Coutinho gets that little header to Firmino Coutinho and it's gone but Gray's um I think that's the goal of the game. Yeah, I was, I, you know, before the pod, I was actually thinking if I had to choose out of the two, like out of the second or the third one, which one would I choose? And it is a tough call. Um, I think the second, I think the third one, it's, it's because of the speed from, we haven't talked about the brilliant save. I don't think, I know you don't like giving him, uh, you know, talking about him, sorry. I know you like, I know mm-hmm. you don't mind giving credit, but, Listen, it was a brilliant reaction save because that guy, that Murray is it, caught it flush. It was a brilliant cross. Trent gets, and Trent, I think Trent played very well, but he gets caught on the outside of him, sort of on the run. And it's very difficult to sort of when someone's on a run to you and you're sort of on a half turn to defend like that. So he gets a run on him, whips in a beautiful cross. Murray catches it on flush, but Mignolet makes a brilliant reaction save. And it's, um, yeah. Go on. it's a good save. Um, oh, it's a brilliant save, Gav. It's a good it's save. It's awesome. He, he should it's make it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. It's a good save, but he should make it. Give me that at least. Yeah, I think it's Adam. I think if, I think if it goes a foot left or right of him and he saves it, it's an outstanding save. If he puts it a foot left or right of him and it goes in, you go, well, you can't really blame him. I've heard others say... Uh, Murray shouldn't even be getting that. The, the keeper should be out collecting that. I think that's a bit harsh. Um, nah, 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 shot, nah, nah, shot, no, shot stopping is his. Shot stopping is his one thing he's good at. So if he doesn't do that, he, he, like he's got no, absolutely he nothing yeah, yeah. to rely on. Do you know what I mean? He's got to be no, making no, he them. He, he can't. No, he can't come out and catch that because Mar- what happens is uh, Lovren and uh, Emre lose their man. They shouldn't. There's only one man in the box, and there's two of them, and he kind of just drifts in between them. And that's where I don't like Emery when he's having to turn and sort of man-mark someone and sort of watch his run. But listen, all right, fair enough. Credit to Menele or whatever. It was at him, but he makes a good save. No, Lovren he makes he, it. He does, he does make the save and yeah. fair play to him. He makes the save. But from um, there, from there, it's absolutely, it's like literally, I think, three touches, I think, something like that. One, yeah. Someone gets the flick on, doesn't they? I think Bobby wins the head, I think. Was it Phil? It's about seven touches from the time Lovren kicks to the time it's in the net. It's far. Oh, it's breathtaking, isn't it? It's it's yeah. absolutely... I mean, I, I couldn't... My eyes couldn't keep up with it. That's how fast it was. It was lethal, man. And, you know, um, Matt, you know you touched upon... Um, or was it Gav? About the about the timing of Salah's pass for the first one to fit. Yeah. Well, I think this one's even better. Because it's an absolute peach of a pass and a layoff into because he's running at full speed you got to remember it's it, that that could easily be messy running at them defenders right so he's like proper running at them full speed the defenders sort of converge on him and he manages to have this vision at, of, of the of the run of Firmino because it's a great run by Bobby as well it's a very intelligent run on the outside of him and that timing of that pass is what makes that goal it's an absolute beautiful little lay into his path and another first time finish which I absolutely adore and uh, 
I think um, I think the thing about the the Salah's part in it is his reputation gives him the space he needs to do what he does because them defenders are worried that he'll just keep going on that run he's going on and he'll just go past you. He just literally with speed will just go past you and they're backing off and backing off and they're trying to cover that avenue and he again he pulls it inside and again first time finish is really nice. Um, I think the main man Ian is here. Ian, are you with me? <laughs> no. no, he's not. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was. He's not, is he? Ah, fuck him. No. Right. Um, what was I going to say to you? Um, no, the next thing. The next thing is a couple of minutes later, the referee, feeling sorry for Brighton and getting a bit bored, decides to give them a penalty. Uh, Matt, I'll come to you first on it. Um, what Did you think it was a penalty? Did, no. Or was what? there enough in it to be a penalty? No, it was a shite. You see them all the time. He's not. It's an. I, I cannot kind of understand why he, why he's giving it uh, the ref standing where he is, but it's still a shit decision. It's because he's got his hand on his back. Now he's not pushing him. He's literally just like when you're defending you. I know he's only in front of him, but you put your hand there. It's what you do. It's natural. And you put your hand there and you feel the guy. He's not pushed him in any way. He hasn't thrown his weight into him. Nothing like that. The guy should felt his hand on his back and he's made the most of it. That's all it is. It's never a penno. No, you can't be blaming Hendo for it. It's shite arse if you're blaming Hendo on that. Uh, it's it, For once, it wasn't actually him being crap. It was just unlucky that the ref was a dickhead. That's all it is. Um, not, yeah. not, not for is me. Grizz, is there an argument that he shouldn't have his hand up there? Like, no, he shouldn't have his no. hand up on the player's back? No, no, there's no argument. Because... Uh... Because every defender, every player, if you're going to give out penalties like that for having a hand on someone's chest or, or sort of touch it, because defenders up, look, I think you're, I think, I think you nailed it when the when you said the, the the ref was bored, that was a pure boredom decision. That was three nil up. He thought, fuck you know, these Reds are going to run away with it. It's going to be boring. That was a pure boredom decision from any from. To be honest, I mean, uh, what I will say from his angle. It could have been deemed, or it could have looked like he gave him a slight nudge. But when you see the other angle, there's hardly a feather touch. But what pissed me off, Gav, what pissed me off, and I'd probably pissed you off as well, because I know you hate this shit as well. How many of our players argued with the ref's decision? Yeah. Why did they accept it like a bunch of fairies? Yeah, that should. was a shocking decision. They didn't, Gav, Matt, they didn't. They fucking just accepted it. I think Emre kind of said, what was that for? Like, sort of politely inquired, right? But no one else surrounded, like, what the fuck? Because that could have turned the game. Because if you remember, they have their one other chance straight after that. And that's 3-2 game on. Just out of nowhere, I, I think just gave them a... I think it's because no one had a fucking clue what it was for. Except maybe Hendo. Yeah, I, I, and, Hen- and Hendo's I, a quiet Emre, lad anyway. Emre Shan- Emery Jam was under the impression, I think, that it was against him. Yeah, that's and, why he yeah, asked. Yeah, I, I think he turned as if to say, is it against me? And the referee said no. But I think they were more bemused than anything else. And I'm the force yeah. to give out if they're not mounting at the ref. But I think there was more kind of a disbelief as to what was going on here. But I think you're right to a point. Um, make the referee explain himself. And I don't care how long it takes to make him explain himself. But, look, um, as far as... As far as look, as far as you said, uh, Matt said like about anyone blaming Hendo is a shit house. There was there were stupid idiots blaming Hendo. But what the only blame I'd give Hendo, the only blame I'd give Hendo is he should have been ahead of that man. He shouldn't have been because the guy does get ahead of him. 
but he's not getting the ball or anything. But the guy has had has got ahead of him. Hence, why Hendo is kind of sort of reaching out for him, so to speak. So that's the only thing you could say in that situation. Hendo shouldn't have sort of been behind that man. He should have been either parallel with him or ahead of him. That's the only thing you can blame Hendo. But it's a yeah. soft ass penalty. Soft ass. It is. It is a soft penalty, and I thought the ref was poor yesterday. And um, there was a couple of decisions that were. Who was Very it? fucking strange. Uh, I don't know, because they're all wankers. I've so not, I don't really pay attention to I don't, think I've, done, I don't think I've ever served him in one of my shops as well. Like, like you're already, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you only but know yeah. referees by their height. That's yeah. all, you know. Graham Scott. Know <laughs> is it Graham um, Scott? Oh, yeah. No one knows him. No, I don't know. I think but, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. No one knows him. I think he's just trying to make a name for himself. He, he had an absolute poor game. You could tell he was trying to be star of the show for no bad reason. It was a nothing instant game. Yeah, and I think after the after the goal, after the penalty is scored, uh, Brighton, you know, you're thinking, oh, Brighton will get ahead of steam here and they'll try to get a second and put us under pressure and make us nervous. But I think I read today that they didn't have another shot on target for the rest of the game. Um which was for some. Oh no, they, you know, did, they did have one, but it took uh, about half an hour until they had the next one. Yeah, so it was fairly close to the end of the game. Yeah, it would have been, wouldn't it? Because yeah. it would have been 80, 80 odd minutes or whatever. But um, no, we 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 don't even weather a storm. I think it's just the game kind of goes on and goes about its business, and then um, Coutinho gets the ball, nice run, gets taken down, and Grizz, I know you love this one. Um, he makes a four with that free kick and he goes under the wall. The West Ham free kick, as some people have referred to it as. Do you know what? That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant, sharp thinking as well, isn't it? And Klopp, I think, says that credit to the analysts who have analysed stuff like that. So maybe they've discussed it beforehand as well because sometimes, you know, it's instinct. Sometimes it's pre-planned if, like, sort of, you know... Uh, a free kick is that close because you got to remember it was quite close to the goal, wasn't it? So it's very difficult when when it's that close to get it over the wall. Sometimes, like dip it up and down over the wall, and I, I'm sure Hendo has a little word with him as well. I think I read. I think I read today that it was Milner that had a word. I I I I, I read that as well, but I, I I argued that it was Hendo. I think because when they yeah. go off celebrating, sort of Hendo's really happy that he's achieved something in life. Do you know, as they're running off together, <laughs> Hendo's like, look at him, like, he was, you know, do you know what I mean? He was like, kind of, had that joyous look on his face, like, I told you so. I mean, yeah. Phil probably was going to do that anyway, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, we give Hendo a bit of uh, credit for that because, you know, he's been not getting, he's been getting a bit of hate recently. But yeah, brilliant yeah. free kick, drilled it right into the corner, exactly like the West Ham one, genius. Mm. And, uh, yeah. don't know if you guys have seen that picture going around, I've tweeted it. It's an absolute brilliant picture of like four, six footers all up in the air, like ten foot in the air, watching the ball go underneath them, thinking, "What the fuck have we done here?" Brilliant picture, brilliant scene. Yeah, absolutely brilliant picture. Um, yeah, you but, stole uh, it. Yeah, I read, I read, I read. Yeah, you did steal it. I read, um, I read, I read somewhere that um, it was Milner that had a word, and apparently when Coutinho hits the ball and it goes in, uh, Milner is seen kind of turn around and smiling as he walks away. But uh, look, um, he does. He, he it's, you don't really have to execute that. You're just hitting the ball along the ground and you're hoping these lads jump. But Matt, it's um, it's a bit of quick thinking, isn't it? And you know, in the in the heat of the game, you know, Coutinho's probably thinking up and over the wall, and then something clicks, and oh, these boys will jump, and he just does what he needs to do. And you can't even blame the keeper because there's no way he's expecting that. Yeah, I I do hope the analysts have read that situation because I love things like that. You know, like pre-worked on stuff that they 
like the penalties where you know the keeper dives this way and you work on it hoping you get a penalty. I, I absolutely love all that. So I, I hope they have. But yeah, for Coutinho to pull it off, I mean, the keeper in his head, Coutinho's bang him in the top corner off three kicks for fun, isn't he, lately? And for the, the keeper must just be thinking, he's going to he's gonna be curling this over the wall. I have to get to this. I have to get to this. And just curl it over and then just for him to smash it under. And I was, as I was watching, I was thinking, how's he hit it that hard? And it, it doesn't bobble up because it, it's only a, it may look like there's a big gap. But as they're coming down, he's only a... It's not that big a gap. If that ball goes up like an inch or two inches, it could scrape underneath. Yeah. He's got like for me, if I whacked that, it'd be bouncing about six foot in the air and hitting them in the shins or something. So to, to you get couldn't whack, you couldn't whack that gap. I couldn't. I'm not even gav your tits. I'll tell you anyway. Did one of the fairly fucking tall of a bounce of six foot in the air and hit them in the shin? <laughs> That's what normal people are like, Gav, don't worry. Matt's right, Matt's right. It's got to be hit perfectly because it's got to yeah. go, go like, a, like a golf ball on a golf green. Yeah, it's got to be along the floor, all the way along the floor. Powerful, yeah, low, non-target. Them defenders, them, them defenders are trying to be you know, as high up in the air as they can as he strikes it to make themselves as big as they can. So, yeah, you have to time it right, I suppose, but... He he does it well. It's four one. It's game over. There's an own goal in there from Ed Dunk as well. Um, and he's just again. That's just panic because he can't trust what's happening across the goal. I don't think the ball the ball the ball's going nowhere near. And I don't think it's just Coutinho having a little goal near the end and we get the. But to, to be honest with you, it was kind of field time. Like recently, we have said he's a bit. He's been a bit off key, hasn't he? Been subbed a few games early. Didn't have much impact in the Chelsea one. I mean. What I found beautiful, Gav, about this performance was, you know, recently it's all about Mo Salah and uh, to a lesser extent Mane, you know, against the, who was it that we beat the other day? Was it Stoke. Stoke, that's the one. So it's been, it's, it's been like Salah and Mane recent weeks, hasn't it? And this was just a lovely, lovely reminder that we're not a one-man or a two-man or even a three-man team because, you know, no Mane and Salah, no impact. And then suddenly Bobby and Phil arrive on the scene. An absolute, it was a masterclass from them too. I don't care what anyone says. Bobby and Phil were like, it was just like the, some of the inter, uh, interplay between themselves was beautiful. It was just like, they're on the same wavelength. It was, it was lovely to watch. And it just shows, you know, he's doing something right, Klopp, because Phil looked absolutely fresh, rejuvenated. And so did Bobby. Bobby looked a bit tired about a month ago, already into the season. But, uh, you know, bloody hell, did he look fresh this game? The best thing about Bobby when he plays like this and he, he scores the the uh, the goals he should be scoring for number nine is he doesn't take away from the other stuff. He he does he still does all that. And you see him uh, a couple of times tracking back past Phil, like he's he's running past his mate, knowing that mm. his mate his mate can't be asked because he doesn't want to do that anymore. And he runs past him to try and get the ball. And it was only oh, he's when, a monster. Yeah, it's only when Phil sees him do it that he he jumps in, but. It, even when he's scoring these uh, these goals and these assists and playing this well, he still does all that. So, like, it's now where we're at a level where it's bare minimum. He's working really hard and assisting. And then it, See, people, yeah, and people often say that, that that should be a bare minimum for every player, but it's not. It, it's, just, it's just not for every player. That's why Every player works like him and is as good as him at the same time. Exactly. So when people say, oh, it should be a bare minimum, every player should be working hard. Well, they don't. Well, yeah, exactly. You see Lukaku lately. Uh, he's going through a bit of a, a dry spell. 
but not not as good as the start of the season anyway. So when he's not scoring, he offers nothing. When Bob when Bobby's not scoring, he still offers so much to this team, which is amazing. Other, I absolutely love other, it. The other tweet I stole as well on Twitter today. I didn't even I wasn't even aware of those stats. Brilliant, brilliant stats. Oh, that sneaky Bobby, that, sneaky that stats, Bobby, that's what they are. Yeah, but 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 but, but Matt, Phil's stats uh Phil's stats, was it? Uh, Bobby's stats. Yeah, Bobby's stats are better than like the likes of Morata, Lacazette, Aguero. Lacazette, uh, Aguero and all, all we've been hearing about is well we haven't heard much about Aguero this season but you know Morata and Lukaku well, that's all we've been hearing mm. and to a lesser extent Lacazette <clears throat> but this chap's stats are better than all of theirs in terms of assists and goals and that's and if you add that onto his work rate and also bear in mind he hasn't always been playing up top this season there's been at least two three games where he's been playing sort of off the strike or on the side isn't it so, you know, I think he's just been sensational, sensational again. And he's getting better and better in that role. I absolutely love the lad. I hope he, I hope when Coutinho goes, he doesn't uh, have a little strop. I hope he just kicks on with the rest of the team. Because I absolutely love him. I love him up there for us. He, he just brings everything together. He is. He's, he's the focal point of our team, our attack. I don't think there'll be any strop. I think when Coutinho looked like he was leaving in late August, um, Firmino wasn't bothered. He just got on with his game. <clears throat> I think he's quite selfish like that. Not in a bad way. I think he just looks and does his thing and makes sure he does it to his be- to the best of his ability. Um, lads, one, one player I just want to touch on before um, we finish up the game itself, and that's um, Robertson. Um, just being called for him to be in the team for oh, God, weeks and weeks on end. Um, he's been in and out of squads. He hasn't been playing he, he comes back yesterday and I thought he was really solid. Um done the job he wanted he was asked to do. Um and good to see him back and we know we can rely on him coming into this fucking quite ridiculous period of fixtures to be perfectly honest with you. Matt um he's a good player to have isn't he? Yeah he's great. He's um he's obviously been watching his idol Moreno play. Um no, I, I, I <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think he's like he's such a similar player to Moreno that it's a, an easy swap. Do you know what I mean you don't have to? Klopp doesn't have to think about that. I mean, he's got so much going on with the moving the two midfielders to the back and and all the other tactical changes up front and the fluid uh, fluidity of how we play and everything like that. He doesn't have to think. Do I need to change my team if I swap Robson for Moreno? Because they're so similar. It's just. A straight swap. Robertson, and not it, Robson. Robson. I Robson said Robertson. Man United. Shit accent then. Shit accent. You said Robson. <laughs> you said Robinson at the start, and then you said Robson. You haven't said his name once. <laughs> okay, mate. Um, <laughs> right. upset there, I know, yeah. Nah, but when you bring Robertson for because uh... he, he fucking <laughs> pronounces Alberto Moreno like a fucking, especially like he's fucking was born in Spain. What do you mean? Because his favorite player, just because he's an idol. And uh, it's like so, like because he's talking about Robertson, his sort of competitor. I know, like Robson. You know, no, give him some respect. I like Robson. Told you, Robson. Uh, <laughs> I think there's, Robson. there's, there's yeah, only <laughs> there's only one way to uh, pronounce Moreno, isn't there? How else you do it? Yeah, but you probably say it like a word. I, of, I, yeah, I think you. I think you. I think you Ma- go a bit Moreno on it, don't you? Yeah, do I? Yeah. Moreno. Yeah. Oh, Listen, listen, I, I'm just pointing it out. I'm not as upset as Grizzly as fuck. Look at you. Look at you, Gav, jumping on this team. No, 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 no
Robertson you can call him whatever you, you can call him whatever you like. I just don't see why Grizz is getting so upset over. <laughs> can I call him uh, Juan Cuadrado? <laughs> Robinson, Robinson was fine. Robinson was fine. The funny, the funny thing fucking... is, like the funny, the funny thing is, like Grizz calls Alberto Moreno David Burrows most weeks, so it doesn't matter. Phil Bab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> come on, come on like, fucking call Robertson, Robson, a fucking former scum captain. Yeah, uh, I, I know. I got really angry. I know, mate, and that's why I didn't. Like a how do you say things and how do you remember things because you remember football <laughs> do you know what he remembered something from a pod last year early on this podcast so he, he's on form tonight well he thinks he is when anyway when I shit right I fucking remember it mate because it's not often I get well, you, got, you got fuck all <laughs> right in the summer you dick it's written on the fridge though 14 bits um, <laughs> anyway so, where was I Grizz yeah no, you're finished yeah, am I done Grizz um, have you had your word on Brian Robson yet or do you want to have nah, a word on him nah do you know what Credit to the guy. Um, he hasn't been playing much. He hasn't been playing much in the in the sort of. I don't think he's played much in the the under twenty three, has he, or something? So it's very difficult to step in because, as you said, it's a very very um, busy time of the year. Um, he's playing again in a changed back line. Um, he's played wing back, so that's fine. But obviously, personnel does make a difference. The communication, I think he done really well. Mm. I think he was always available for a pass for Phil. I did notice, I do notice, Matt, that Phil doesn't pass to uh, Robson as much as he passes to your boy Moreno. Yeah. I did notice that. <laughs> I did notice that. But the point I don't is, think he likes point, him. I, I think he's anti There is something there. There is there something is, yeah. there, do you know that? He played, because, didn't he play? Didn't he play at home to was a Palace? And every time Phil yeah. got the ball, Robertson was standing there with like forty <laughs> yards of space, and Phil was trying to hit fifty yard passes, and all it was mad. Yeah. That's it. So he he used him a bit this time, but but the point is he was very very active on that left hand side. Um, you know, you got to remember he's playing with Ginny, who's absolute novice at left centre back. So so in that in that in that sense. Robertson, Robson, Robinson was probably the senior partner on that side of the defence in terms of uh, experience, you know, as a defender. Mm. So I thought he'd done very well. He, 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 his passing is underrated. I do think he's very good on the ball. Everyone keeps talking about, oh, he only whips it in. He only causes the ball. No, I think he's quite intelligent with his passing. Yeah, I like um, him. He's very good. Yeah, yeah. He links up very well. And I think, mm. I think it bodes really, really well because we've got... I mean, look, we've been praising Gomez haven't we, for the last few weeks. And I thought Trent was superb. Just that one time why did we discussed about where he got sort of uh, done on the outside of when they should have scored or whatever, uh, the, the, fluky, uh, the fluky save of Mignolet. But apart from yeah. that, I think he attacked like an absolute demon. Some of his crosses were outstanding. I think Trent and uh, uh, Robinson, Robertson, Robson, Robson. Are, are good substitutes for our Gomez and Moreno. Excellent. Yeah, yeah no, it's... it's um, it was a game. It was a game for for them, and um, it was a game that suited them. Um, Matt, I caught across you. I'm only messing. I'm gonna come back to you. Um, I'll give you the last word now. Um, Robson Carnew. Um, you think you get some games for us between now and say the Arsenal game? I think there's a couple of games in there that are perfect for him to come in and, and alternate with with um, Moreno. Moreno. <laughs> Moreno. Uh, well, yeah. To be fair, I'm surprised he hasn't come in earlier. There's been a lot of games we've looked at where he should have been in you know, some of the lesser teams that we've played where a lot of people expected to see him and they didn't. So I was kind of shocked he hasn't come in earlier. But yeah, there's lots coming up now and 
with the energy that Moreno puts in down the left, he is going to need a few breaks, especially coming up over Christmas. But again, when it comes to if he does play the three at the back again, that is the perfect formation for both uh, Robson Canu and Trent. Just a quick point, though. Terence just a quick Trent point. Derby. Yeah. Just a quick, just a quick point though, guys. Do you remember when <clears throat> people start moaning about why uh, Robson Canu's not even in the squad, right? Yeah. When Moreno's playing, did you notice Moreno's not even in the squad? So there's obviously a balance and a formula that Klopp picks his substitutes. Wasn't he on the bench? No. About. No, he wasn't. He was not even on the bench. So that just gives you an indication. Are you, you know, sure? Yeah. I think Wait. now you've got me thinking. Maybe his hoverboard. No, his hoverboard ran out of batteries, so he couldn't get to the stadium. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. He wasn't in the squad. Don't no, yeah, he's even not. If he was, he's not. Even if we'll just we'll, we'll go with this. He wasn't in the squad, and the reason why he wasn't in the squad is obviously there's a there's a formula how Klopp picks his squad. So when people lose their shit, oh, why isn't Robinson kind of even in on the squad? Like when Moreno starts, well, there's a you know it's clear now that Klopp doesn't pick two left-backs or have two left-backs in the squad because he obviously he has Milner, who's sort of Mr. Utility Man, isn't he, who can cover both sides. So, yeah, just a little point. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a very good point. Uh, no, it's not. It's a very good point. I think you're overthinking it's it. Fucking... No, he's not no, overthinking it. He's, 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 he's true. Robinson's it... not in the squad when Moreno starts and vice versa. It's a fair point. Nah, not happening. Yeah. Okay. Well, but look, I can't make you fucking have it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. Um, exactly. Right, lads, quickly, um, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, quickly, Matt, um, man of the match, who are you giving it to? Bobby. Ooh. Easy, Bobby. Okay, cool. Uh, Grizz, who are you going with? Oh, Phil, Phil, entertain me, man. I've got to give that one to Phil. Bobby was, yeah, it's close. You know, it's a very close call, but just want to be, just, just want to be entertained sometimes. You know, you just want to enjoy your Saturday afternoon. And some of that shit, some of that dribbling Phil was doing, it's like, oh, man, it reminds me of some of the dribbling Matt does when he watches Moreno play. <laughs> it was fucking, I tell you, Phil's feet, you see some of that, you know, some of the, the one that he was brought down for, in fact, I think the referee was a bit, you know, a bit lenient with some of the uh, challenges on him because there were some hard challenges going in, but Phil was back to his sublime best. I'm going to go yeah, with he Phil, don't. man. He done one um, where he turned about two or three of them inside out and then uh, nutmegged another one, I think it was, and they, no they respect. slipped them. No it was respect it was ridiculous. People, yeah. ridiculous. Um, but um, no, both good shouts. I'm gonna, I, got, I went with Grizz last week and I agreed with him. I'm going to actually agree with Matt this week. I think uh, Firmino's man of the match. Um, not least for the two goals, but the way he walks, the way he gets himself about, he, he opens up spaces for players around him. I thought he was, he was excellent from start to finish. Everything about his game. It was yeah. a it was it was verging on the complete forwards performance in my opinion, and look, we all know people in that do pods for the day trippers have major doubts about him. I don't think anyone had doubts about him yesterday. Um, goals, you know, fucking he had everything in the game yesterday. Name he him. Had everything in the game. Name him. Uh, he's oh, he talking Steve-o. about. Yeah, well, I don't need to name him. It's Steve. The big um, fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, no, it was it was it was more or less a complete performance by Firmino yesterday in in all aspects of the game. So I'm going to go with Firmino for that one, lads. Um, again, quickly, I just want to go to this rotation policy we have. Um, are we getting to the stage where people are going to read this lineup, kind of look at it and go, "Oh, it's strange. I'm not too sure about that," and go, "Yeah, but we watched the match and it'll be fine." 
or are we going to stick to the tactic of absolutely losing our minds uh, for an hour before the game? Um, Matt, or is Klopp just taking the piss, Matt? What do you think? I, I love it. As I said earlier, I love it when our team proves people wrong in the in the right way, if you know what I mean. It's it's not like one of them where we go on a, a run of four games not conceding the goal and we, we prove everyone wrong by conceding four against Tottenham or something. Like, everyone... Everyone's fuming. Even Grizz. Grizz has been a massive dickhead lately. And he, he's... When? All I said is I don't think we're going to flash them and I've got it wrong. Okay, no problem. The last four games, you've been like, oh, we're drawing no, this 1-1. One, one. No, oh, oh, we're going to lose this. Oh, I can't see no. us winning this week, lads. You... Hang on, you, you wait to your time. You wait to your time. But anyway. Yeah, Grizz. So when when he does things like don't this... Lie, though. And... Don't lie, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> When he do, fuck off. <clears throat> when he does things like this, and everyone is fuming, and then it's not just like a lucky one nil, and we go on to thrash someone five one. It just it makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. Honestly, it's the it's the best thing in the world. And when a player comes out and like does amazing, when everyone's written him off, I I just love it. I love that type of stuff. Yeah, when when it when the like when we were talking about the formation and lining up earlier, when it came out, um. I thought maybe he should have started Oxlade-Chamberlain not had Milner on the pitch, dropped Coutinho a bit deeper because I thought he was gone 4-3-3, you know. Um, and despite liking the two sitting midfielders, I thought, no, this is definitely a game for just one in there and that would be Henderson. But then when it came around about 20-3, to three, I think it was, people were like, no, this is a 3-5-2 or whatever way you want to call it. I was like, well, I've no opinion on that. Let's just watch it. But we've we've loads we've loads on the pitch to do it. Um I think people need to stop and just say, look, that's the team. You know, if if we want to be where we want to be and you ex- have expectations of Liverpool, you have to have faith in not just the first 11, you have to have faith in the next eight, nine players after that as well. You can't expect to be up the top of the league and have these expectations if you've no faith in the, the players beyond your favourite 11. And Klopp is probably... Does not he's not even fucking worried about me or anyone else on Twitter. Yeah. He's but, just our online. He's just picking his team. Yeah, he needs to I mean, and yes, he's, take, he's taking a gamble. He he's quite clearly taking a gamble with not only Jean but especially Wijnaldum, and um, it worked out because we've better footballers than them, and we beat them. Um, Grizz, it's now your turn, um, and I'll make sure Matt doesn't interrupt you. So um, yeah, your rebuttal to to Matt's outrageous fucking mm. accusations. The no, it. is that outrageous? It's a total outrageous accusation. He knows I'm a pro- well. He can say what he wants. Everyone knows I'm I'm very positive, fairly positive. Did you think we'll um, win this game? No. Oh, I said, no, I, no, no, I'm just asking. Matt, just that's Matt, 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 Matt. I'm just asking, Gav. I'm just asking. Yeah. All right. Did you well, think we're gonna smash Spurs? Yeah, I said smashing them. Yeah, and they smashed us. Yeah. So you're in minus eight. Just shut the fuck up and sit down. <laughs> all right. So now look, I love it. I love it. We all, all we all we ask about all we asked for was variety to our play. Do you remember at the end of the season, we, we thought we'd become a bit predictable, a bit people are part of the bus and it's easy to stop us. Well, f- try fucking stopping us now. We're a juggernaut at the moment. We're our counter... I think, and, I, and I've said this as well to, to my real mates in real life, right? My personal mate, right? I've said it to my uh, mates, not like fake ones like Matt, uh, that I think our attack is as good as City's. I really do. I think our attack is better than United's and better than Arsenal's. I really think our attack is up there. At this stage, probably probably in the top two or three, maybe along with Napoli, you know. Not as good as um, the PSG one, but I think our attack is definitely in the top five 
in the world at the moment, in Europe, is that good. We know our issues, right? We've discussed them, we've discussed them, and it's boring. We'll, we'll carry on discussing them. But let's give credit to Klopp in terms of sort of formulating this attack and variety in attack, which is unstoppable at the moment. And as Matt says, we're not, we're not beating teams 1-0. We're scoring three, four goals on a regular basis. Yes, we may concede three, four the odd time here and there as well. But even on the defensive side of things, Gav, I don't know if you've got the stats, but barring a, a fluky Chelsea one and a dodgy fucking penalty, is it like two goals in six games or something in the league or something? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be somewhere along there. Yeah, probably... Something probably like that. No, no, you're right. It's two, two and six, yeah. Oh, am I right again, Matt? Oh, thank you. You can buy in now if I'm right. So, two, so, that's, so our defence is getting better and at the same time, he's tra- you've got to remember there's no... It's not, it's not easy, especially with the changes he's making in defence as well. And sometimes they're forced upon him, as you said, Gav. Sometimes they are. He's got no choice but to sort of pick the team he picks or the players he picks. But I tell you what, it shows a maturity in some of the players. Because I thought Ginny, you know, and Emre, <laughs> sort of, can you imagine they've probably just been asked to play that 11 o'clock in the morning, told a different position, alien to them, um, done it very well and I think Klopp deserves a lot of praise he's been getting a lot of stick recently about oh he's lost the plot he doesn't know what he's doing he's sort of throwing out formations like Roger started doing near the end of his time but come on man fuck off all of you because this no, guy is fucking he's, he's, he's doing a brilliant job and you know the, and the main thing is they're all looking fresh as you said coming into this very important part of the season barring the injuries which are out of his control um, the, the players do look fresh and, and ready to go well, he has said that the players are, are giving it all and they are kind of a little bit... They look fresh on the pitch, but they're, they're low on energy during, you know, rest periods and stuff like that, which is understandable. There's a game every fucking three days or whatever it is. Um, since the Spurs game, Liverpool have really picked up. The second half again away to Sevilla, we've we've talked to death and it's just one of those and you have to just learn to live with it. Um, but we've beaten teams that we should be beating and we struggled with last season at times. Um to put away or we scrape by them we're not we're just putting them away now 4-1 away to West Ham 3-0 away to Stoke 5-1 yesterday you know 3-0 at home to Southampton just beating these teams that you need to be and that's that's what Arsenal have done for years to get into Champions League they've, they've beaten all these teams that are say the bottom 14 in the league and taken massive amount of points and, and that's what we need to keep doing um, it, we'll, we'll know a lot by the by the Say I think it's we play Leicester on the thirtieth. Is it the thirtieth we play Leicester of December? Um, we know a lot by then, and we really know where we are and where this run is and how how this squad is doing. But we're right in it, and look, it's another win. And um, we move on to Wednesday, and hopefully we we get the point we need on Wednesday night to to qualify from the group. Is it a point um, we need? Yeah, just a point will do. No, it. no, no, because it goes head, it, it goes head to head, doesn't it? It's not on goal no, difference. We're, we're ahead. We're ahead of Spartak Moscow. What's the score in their in the their game? Um, they haven't we played. Don't, you. We don't. We don't. No, have what? Score in the no, game, what? Haven't played you. <laughs> no, we're playing them, but what's the score in the in the I away fixture? Score and I'll watch one all, one all away. Watch. But I, I think we're um so we're ahead of Spartak Moscow in the group. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. You get me. You're right. Yeah. A point, and uh, if they win, then they go through. That's it. Yes, if we get a point, we Sparta can only get a maximum of seven. We're through anyway, and it only depends on first or second because Sevilla should beat Maribor, but 
you never know. Um, yeah, so we just move on. Look, well, it's happy days. It's a good win. Um, yeah, people should be happy and, you know, upbeat and confident and looking forward to things. And, yeah, I think it's going well. Do you think we'll yeah, win on Wednesday, Chris? Yeah, we smashed him. Good lad. Yeah. Okay, well, he said we'd draw on the fucking Saturday and now we whacked him, so... No, I didn't say we'd draw. I said... Oh. You said 1-1. One, one. Stop anyway, lying. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, come here, last topic, lads. Um, if We're just... Um, Four idiots doing a podcast or three tonight as it is. Um, if you we're still an podcast, idiot. The fourth one's still an yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're still idiots, but we're doing podcasts. Right. So um, if we weren't doing this podcast, lads, because um, we just do it as a hobby and a bit of a laugh, and we don't take it in any way serious. Um, if we weren't doing this, what hobby would you do? What What would you be your hobby? Your first hobby, if if you weren't doing podcasts, Grace, what would yours be? Hobby, 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 hobby. As a kid, I used to. I used to love fucking, I was a, 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 There we go. He won the Cricket World Cup as a kid, didn't he? <laughs> well, yes, yes. I was a very able cricketer. And uh, schoolboys school 40 as well, weren't you? You won schoolboys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. R- yeah, rugby as well. Rugby. Um, javelin thrower. Sort of, you know, <laughs> I, I, do you get where I'm going with this? Yeah. So, you know, I was a bit of an athlete in my in my hey, heyday, young days. Boxer, but, boxer. But boxer, I'm still a boxer. I'm <laughs> Slapper. the sixth. June the 6th, son, I'm getting in there. But no, look, everyone knows my hobby, right? Fuck all that, it's eating, right? So so, so, so I do love my food. I'm a very, uh, I've been a bit bad this week, actually, guys. I've got some bad no news, way. man. I'm, you haven't motivated me this week. I'm man. shocked. I'm, I'm absolutely you, shocked. Yeah, yeah. But listen, Are it's you not, telling it's, me that this, that this diet is falling diet on his head? Diet 56 is, it's not falling on his head. It's just took a, it's just took a, a turn for the worse this week. <laughs> a fucking point. I'd say it's a fucking but listen, huge one. I played on Liverpool. <laughs> had to celebrate that shit, man. We had to celebrate. When you play like that, you celebrate it by jumping eat- around. No, you can't fucking eat vegetables when you fucking play like that. You got to have a fucking feast when Liverpool play like that. You got to have a fucking family feast, and that's exactly what I've done. Twenty-four packets a month. I'm watching the press for when Liverpool. Our local, our local KFC has got a fucking fantastic deal at the moment. I think it's yeah. um, Liverpool win, and you could just all you can eat is it? No, there's something, something, and then you get four wings free or something. And I, I, I can't remember what it was, man. But you, yeah, it's a fantastic deal at the moment, KFC. I shouldn't be promoting KFC. Got my own shops to promote, but yeah. Anyway, so but I tell you what, I tell you what, a lot, a lot of people know about me. Yeah, I used fast. To love read. I just everyone knows that. I used to love reading, and that's a very good hobby of mine. But I think, I think not enough people read anymore. You know, books. I'm talking about in the in the, in the traditional way, yeah. In the traditional way, and I used to be massive on reading. I used With to love eyes. reading. Yeah, yeah. I used to love reading books and. Um, I can imagine I think, you being one of them people think, where you read the page and you go, what the fuck just happened? And you'd have to read the no, page no. like 20 times. Like maybe no, write, write, write it down. He has glasses on. He has glasses no. on. Right My concentration span now is obviously different. It's less because I'm a very busy <laughs> man now. But, do you know, I used to, honest to God, there's no, no word of a lie. I used to actually sometimes skip school or on a hot summer's day on my own, like a loner, go to Hyde Park. You've heard of Hyde Park here in London, right, guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I used to go to Hyde Park on a hot summer's day and get a book, just lay a towel on the on the on the grass, and nobody, you know, you can't. Can you imagine me doing this shit? I'm calling I'm calling bullshit because all schools no, are often no, all schools are off in the summer anyway. So on a hot summer's day, no, you're not even in school. No, so no, I'm calling no, I'm calling no, absolute no, bullshit. 
Oh, I've already worked out your fucking hobby, you fucking cunt. If you was a fucking not doing fucking podcasts, right, but anyway, listen. But honestly, I used to love reading. That would be my hobby. I'd, I'd, I'd really like to get back into reading books. Honestly, I think this reading on the internet and Google is all fucking bullshit. I'll read. Get a big book, big fat. It's got to be a big fat book, like proper. It's got to look like it's got to take you like two, three weeks no, to get no through pic- it. No One of those pictures, ones. Like- no pictures. No pictures. Like. No bollocks. No pictures, man. Because do you know what I mean? That's, that's like easy, uh, isn't it? That's like Matt's level. That's a difficult that's hobby to get into, level. mate. I, I can see why you haven't done it. That's that's a hard one yeah. to get into. But, that. But but as I've got a cut books, down I had food, to come, boy. Hobby, yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get back into my books. In fact, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start asking Twitter to suggest a book to read. Yeah. I'm gonna start. You know what you should do? You know, you know what you should do? You should go to Hyde Park, <clears throat> lash your tail down on the ground on a hot summer's day. I have them 18 wings that you get for free in that deal. Open wow. up your book and wow. then just go for it. Yeah. Wow, read long into fucking, the night. I'll tell you what, that's a perfect, perfect fucking day out for me, man. I'm easily oh. pleased, me. I'm easily pleased. A box of wings, towel on the floor, hot summer's day, and a fat book to read. Yeah, right, okay. Matt, um, Matt, if you weren't stuck having to do this this bullshit, what would your, um, what would your hobby be? You mean if I don't have to say it and listen to that absolute fucking bullcrap getting spouted down my ears? Well, I'm going to film it and send you the picture. Film. Okay, mate. Sounds like. Have you read the book? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I look forward to it. Uh, right. I want one of them, them fucking madass hobbies. You know, the ones you see on Discovery yeah. Channel? And he's like, right. these lads who are like shagging cars and stuff. I want. Yeah. You've you seen them. No, you've seen them. There you go. They, they used to be on Euro Trash and stuff like that. And you just, they okay. just cut to this lad and he's there. There and you go. He's in his car and then it's like another car driving, driving past. Typical, and you're like, fucking typical Matt. And this is sober Matt, remember? Guys, Gav, yeah. isn't it? This is sober Matt. So imagine, this is sober Matt. This is probably so something Matt, Matt has, to, this is Matt probably something Matt signed up for over the Matt weekend. Matt wants to shag cars when he's sober. Imagine what he wants to do when he's fucking. Have you, have you never seen them people or like one no, of them? I've never shagged, no, I've never shagged a car. One man. of them will like marry a Shetland pony or something and there'll be this pony. Go <laughs> on, you must watch these programs. They're the best. I, I want to have, have a mad ass hobby. Something like that. Something like proper Trump territory out in the uh, out in Texas in the middle of the country. Dead lonely. I, I want to be the man who drives past like a tractor and goes, oof. Like, you know, like the size size of that tractor's ass. I want to be that guy. I'm regretting asking this question now. I really am. Um, so for me, it's either a Shetland pony or a tractor. That's what I'll have. Okay. In no particular order. Well, yeah. Ian's coming out to visit you in, in the summer. <laughs> So, so you can discuss this kind of shit with him, because he'll be fucking, he will be he'll love, he'll love, he was going to look at you and think, what the fuck have I signed up for? Nah, I bet you, you he'll, he'll agree. Hey, don't no, even, don't even get me started on black cabs. <laughs> right <laughs> off my street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. This is a family pod. <laughs> you know, I thought, like... I thought we were scraping the barrel with Grizz's complete five minutes of fucking bullshit about books. I'm fucking calm and normal. And he fucking turned to fucking marrying Shetland ponies and shagging trucks. <laughs> Fuck off, will ya? I'd say he's yeah, only no. in it for the inheritance, you yeah, know. Can you insurance money. Can you tell us your one? Because my, oh, my hobby, yeah. is waiting. Yeah, can you come my up with a normal yeah. one? Uh, can you also be trampolining? Because, like, for, like... <laughs> no, no, for, like... That feeling of... That a, feeling of really tall. For a quarter of a second, every two seconds, he feels normal. He's like, 
Experience. Yes. 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 <laughs> I can see on the fence. Tall. 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 No, just Can you imagine Gav jumping on the trampoline? And then, All right, lads. And then down again. <laughs> just, a, just a little pose and a sip of a pint at the top and then back down again. <laughs> And the weird, the weird thing is, um, the weird thing is, uh, <laughs> we bought a trampoline for my daughter in the summer, um, and it's out to the back now. Now, now I won't be able to look at it again without thinking them. <laughs> uh, can, you imagine, can you imagine us being uh, neighbours, uh, Matt, and we're looking, look, and Gav, the only way Gav can talk to us is get his trampoline now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, Gav, get your trampoline now, Gav. We've got something to discuss. Well, you <laughs> mean? Hold on, guys. Do. You mean if uh, if we're sitting, hey, if we're sitting in the next garden, you're you're sitting there with a massive book, and I'm I'm sitting there shagging them on them plastic cars. You're there stroking a pony in the fucking backyard. <laughs> now you know one of them kids' cars with the yellow roof, the plastic ones. I've got oh, one yeah. of them. I've got yeah. I've got, I've got down in the bush with that. Oh, we'd be neighbours from hell. Probably. Actually, I'd be fucking normal reading a book on a tower. There's Matt. There's Matt fucking stroking a pony and Gav jumping up and down on his trampoline. Trust oh, me, if I ever moved to London, the first thing I'll do is check how far fucking away I am from you before I bought anything. Um, oh, but uh, lads, I have to, I have to leave it there. I can't, I can't. I'm not going on anymore. This is fucking ridiculous. Um, right, that's being it, lads. Um, episode 14 of the Fatback Four. Good win for Liverpool over the weekend. Um, Spartak on Wednesday. Look out for a post-match pod on Wednesday. We should have it out just before midnight. Um, we've got three or four lads together to do that for you. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you then. Um, as I said, that's been episode 14. Matt, thanks a million. Grizz, thanks a million. I've been your host, Gav. Ian will definitely be back next week. He just had some technical problems when he when he went to come on with us, but he'll definitely be back next week. Um, yeah, that's been it. Over and out. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.